to save. What can wash my sin away? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When I stand before God's throne, dressed in beauty, not my own, this shall be my song alone. Nothing but the blood. my sin away, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What has power to save? What can wash my sin away? Amen. Amen. Very good. It's been, like Brother Kavanaugh said, it's been a good day. A uh, good day, a Lord's day, to be in God's house. And uh, just excited about the, the message tonight. I'm looking forward to this message. Um, I didn't get to study too much this afternoon. I was telling Brother Josh Sells there was a big mystery. Um, there was something interesting. Uh, we weren't sure what was going on this afternoon when the buses left, he had pizza on his bus, all right? He had some pizza, and they were ready to go, good to go. But there was another order. There was a, a, a mystery order of pizza, and we didn't know who it belonged to. You see, it was addressed to Community Baptist Temple, or 1435 Kelly Avenue, and below there was listed bus, and we assumed it was for another bus. I went to every bus captain asking, who does this pizza belong to? Josh, Brother Josh sells frantically back and forth trying to find out who the pizza belonged to. And up until just about 45 minutes, an hour ago, I just figured it out. I was on pins and needles all afternoon. Wasn't able to focus on my message at all. I guess there was a Sunday school class having an extra activity or an activity this afternoon, and they had the pizza. I don't know why I wasn't invited to that, but we figured it out. The mystery of the secret order of pizza. Papa John's. Is anyone a Papa John's fan around here? I'm a Papa John's guy. I'll, I'll do Papa John's. Uh, does anyone not really care? I'll just eat pizza. It doesn't matter. You know, if it's pizza, I'll eat. Okay, very good. Oh, man. I have good news. Uh, speaking of the buses, we had uh, our... Annual, we had our inspection this week, and uh, I, I'm happy, I'm proud to announce, uh, Brother Kavanaugh, uh, Mr. Johnson, they spend hours, days, months preparing the buses for that, and every single bus this year passed, first time through. And uh, we, we're excited about that because um, we've, got, we've got children, we've got people we've got to bring in week in and week out, and so we can't mess with that. We need those buses up and running, and they're good to go. I'm excited about that. Speaking of inspection, I, I want us this evening to do a, a deep inspection 
of our hearts. I want to take you to Luke chapter 13 tonight. Luke chapter 13. And we'll pull from the, the parable of the fruitless fig tree tonight. The parable of the fruitless fig tree. So we'll start Luke chapter 13 and verse number 6. We'll just read four verses. We'll read down through verse number 9. Starting again in verse number 6, let's read it here together. The Bible says, He spake also this parable. Luke 13 verse 6. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. I want to preach a message this evening entitled, Dig and Dung. Dig and Dung. Yeah, I thought I might get a couple of chuckles, a couple of laughs. Dig and Dung. We're going to talk about that tonight. Let's have a word of prayer and, and we'll, we'll see what the Lord has for us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Uh, as we think of those buses that were out, Father, we have seen souls saved from the folks that have come in riding those buses to church. Father, for the baptismal waters that have been stirred seemingly on a weekly basis here, we are grateful for that. Lord, again today. Uh, Father, I pray that you would bless the service here tonight, the singing that has already taken place, the, the preaching that will take place now. I pray, Father, that you would use me in a mighty way. Lord, speak in and through me, through your word. Uh, Father, I pray that it would cut deep into our hearts Lord, have your will and way with this service. We need you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse number six, the Bible says, And he spake also this parable, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. I want to start by saying this evening, I, I, I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression, the wrong, in, the wrong idea as to the purpose and the reason that I preach this message. I want everyone to know, every person in the room, my hand is raised, every single one of us needs this message here tonight, needs this truth. I am not simply preaching to the backslidden Christian tonight. I want to be very clear. I'm not just, I'm not ripping the one that's bearing simply no fruit tonight. If that is you this evening, I hope and pray through this message, God gets a hold of your heart. But I want everyone this evening to be completely open to what God has for you through this thought. The fruitless fig tree. Fruit. Fruit. Let's really quick, let's take a look. We're going to stay in Luke. Go to Luke chapter 7. Now, Luke 6. Let's go to Luke chapter 6. Verse number 43. Luke chapter 6, verse number 43. Through verse number 45. 
The Bible says, verse 43 here, For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man... Out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. I, I want to touch on, by way of introduction, I want us to understand here, uh, when we speak of truth, or, or rather fruit of a truth, what are we speaking about? What do I mean? When I try to make practical application to what is being used here in the book of Luke, chapter 13, this, this fig tree, fruitless fig tree, what does it mean, practically speaking, for you and for me? What does the fruitless Christian look like? What are we talking about? What is the purpose here? What messages? Attempting to be conveyed. The fruitless Christian. We must be very, very careful, church, church family, that we stay very close to God, very close to His Word, very close. Stay here. Don't leave the church. Don't, don't, don't forsake the church. We need this here. But it is not a fix-all. I am telling you this evening that you could be in your Bibles today consistently. You can spend time praying. You can come to church. Maybe you, you come to church week in and week out. You can still be a fruitless Christian. I don't want to be a fruitless Christian. I am curious. Let me just ask this question. To shed some light, I'm curious, think about this in your own heart. What are you known for? What do people think about when your name is mentioned? What do people think of when the name Josh O'Donnell is mentioned? Is it in any form or fashion... Spiritually speaking, carnally speaking, worldly speaking, you say, LeBron James. What is LeBron James known for? Uh, football, yes. No, not football, basketball. About to get swept in the playoffs. <laughs> LeBron James, we know what, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about an athlete, a basketball player. What do people think about when they think of you? I want you to ask that question. What do people think of when they think of me? We hold ourselves in such high esteem. We think ourselves to be such good Christians, such good people. You say, well, I, I, no, listen, we go knocking doors. We'll talk to complete strangers at the door. And what do I hear on a consistent, a continual basis? Well, I'm, I'm a pretty good person, right? 
we think ourselves to be pretty good people overall. And we're, that we can do this because more often than not, we compare ourselves among ourselves. What is the standard tonight? To, when we try to evaluate the fruitful Christian, we want to look to the perfect example that was set before us. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the one and only, the perfect example this evening. So I ask you, are you a fruitful Christian tonight? Are you a fruitful Christian? Let's look at our scripture here in Luke chapter 13. If you're not there, let's get back there. Luke chapter 13, verse number 6, once again. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Let's take a look, number one, verse number six, the scenery. Let's take a look at the scenery. Let's look at this verse once again. Here it is, a fig tree planted where? Planted in a vineyard. Okay, so we take note here of this location. You see, this fig tree, it bears absolutely no fruit. But it is set up for success. This fig tree has good soil. It is in a good location. It is set up to do well, but it is clearly not. Looking at the scenery here. We evaluate our personal lives. And I want you to know, if you are a member of Community Baptist Temple, you hear through this church, I'm proud of my church, I love my church, but I'm careful here to say this, you are set up for success through the preaching that we get on a continual and regular basis. The preaching we hear from this book, the Bible, a powerful book, we hear it week in and week out. We here are set up for success. But it is not guaranteed. It is not guaranteed that you are living a spirit-filled, fruitful Christian life. Just because you come to Community Baptist Temple in Akron, Ohio, does not mean... You are super Christian. I am super Christian. It is not guaranteed. Remember, the scenery. We're taking a look at this tree here. A fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. This tree is set up and ready to go. But it is not reaching its full potential. It is actually, it is failing in the greatest form. It is failing. It is not fulfilling its purpose. So I ask you today, are you a fruitful Christian? Are you fulfilling your purpose? Am I a fruitful Christian? Let's evaluate. What is today's date? May 21st, 2023. You. Put your name in here. May 21st, 2022. Compare the, the entire year. 
a year ago today. Are you closer to God today than you were one year ago? Are you serving more diligently, doing more to fulfill your purpose as a Christian, God's child, today than you were one year ago? A fruitful Christian, fulfilling your purpose, your role. Are here, here, individually, I'm speaking individually, but as a church, are we a fruitful church? Are we serving in a greater fashion, in a greater form today than we were one year ago to date. The scenery, it's set, it's beautiful, it's ready to go. Here it is, set for success. But it is bearing absolutely no fruit. The scenery, let's take a look at verse number 7. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? We saw the scenery. Here is the sad reality. The scenery, here is the sad reality. What does he say? Simply, no fruit, cut it down. Cut it down. What he's, he's saying, it's taking up space. It is in my way. I could have something there that was fulfilling its purpose, doing its job. Get rid of it. The sad reality. Okay? It's pretty intense. Pretty rough. Because we are making practical and personal application here. The fruitful Christian. Remember, you asked yourself, am I a fruitful Christian? Am I fulfilling my purpose, my God-given purpose for being here on this earth today? Is Community Baptist Temple fulfilling that purpose here today? Obedient to our commission, our call and command of God to go into the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. Are we a fruitful church? The sad reality is, if not, we are just taking up space. We are just wasting our time. Look at it here. What does he say? Look at it. Then said he unto the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? These are strong words. When we are making application, personal application here, these are very, very strong words. Remember, remember here what I said a moment ago. I am not preaching at the backslidden. I'm not preaching to the backslidden Christian here today. I want everyone, we all must listen to the word of God with an open heart here tonight. Am I... Wasting space, just taking up space as a father, as a husband, as a member of Community Baptist Temple, a citizen of the United States of America. And when God looks at me, 
Could someone, could he replace me with someone that would do a better job? That would get a bit more serious? That would be a bit more sincere in their service? In fulfilling their purpose? You must ask yourself the same thing. The scenery. The sad reality. Take a look at verse number 8. And this is where our title of the message comes from. And he answering said unto him, Lord... Let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. Dig about it and dung it. What did, what did the man say? Tear it down. Get rid of it. I'm done with it. I've given it time. Year after year after year. And still nothing. How convicting a thought. Christian. Year after year after year, no growth, no fruit. Year after year. Mm. Mm. And the man says, cut it down. Get rid of it. But someone says, whoa, 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 hold it. Hold on. Lord, let it alone. Let it alone this year also till, till I shall dig about it. And dung it. Mm. This is a beautiful picture here. Because this, this is why I said I'm not just preaching to the backslidden believer tonight. This is for every single one of us. And I don't know where you're at spiritually, mentally. I don't know where you are today. You know in your heart of hearts God knows right where you're at. And this is what we need here. I don't care if you are super Christian. I don't care if you are one step away from never going to church again. We need verse number 8. Dig and dung it. Let's paint the picture here. Let's look at it. Dig and dung it. I don't have a green thumb. Okay? That's not me. Now, I will say... I will say I have had, for the last, Brother Dean, how long has it been? Uh, four months now? Five months or so? I have a, a big plant in my office. And every couple of days I'm watering that thing. We're just, uh, we have a very good relationship, me and this, this plant. It's still going strong. I'm talking four or five months. I have had lots of compliments Coming through the office, that's a beautiful plant. I'm having a great time with this guy. These are easy. They, these aren't real, okay? It's, the one I have is real, okay? It is very real. I want you to picture a new tree. I want you to picture this thing. Now, it goes on a year, and it goes on a, a, a second year, maybe a third year. It's growing, but the growth has started to slow it, it, it has diminished. It, there's, there's, it's not producing the fruit that it should. And what is happening here? The ground is beginning to harden up a bit. You see, perhaps it's in need of some specific nutrients to help produce the fruit and fulfilling its purpose as this tree. Nutrients. Now, notice the order. We don't just throw down the fertilizer. You must do something first. You dig. 
You've got to dig. We'll get back to that here in just a moment. Let's take a look at 2 Timothy 1, verse number 6. Let's jump over to first, excuse me, 2 Timothy 1, verse 6. Second Timothy 1, verse number 6, the Bible says, Wherefore, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir, that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Stir up, stir up. What I'm talking about tonight is maybe you've gotten a bit stale. In your walk with God. And the fruit is not there like it used to be there. You've gotten a bit stale. You need to start stirring things up a little bit. Maybe you need to change up the routine just a little bit. You are not fulfilling your purpose today. You've kind of fallen into that rut and just doing the same old, same old, day in and day out. It's the Lord's Day, sure, but here we are and we'll be here again next, next week. This is just what we do. Got to stir it up a little bit. Go to, go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 4. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse number 3. Jeremiah 4, verse number 3. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground, and sow not among thorns. Break up the fallow ground. Remember that tree... Its purpose, it's got the fruit, but the ground has gotten a little hard. You've gotten a little stale, and it's not going to work. You see, you come to church week in and week out, and you, this is where Pastor Mark O'Donnell gets blamed. I'm just not getting fed at Community Baptist Temple. You know what has happened? There's fallow ground, and it's not enough just to fertilize. It's not enough just give them the give me the nutrients, Pastor. Give me the truth. I'm not growing. I'll go somewhere else. Careful. You've skipped a step. You forgot to dig. Stir it up a little bit. Because the nutrients is not cutting through that thick, hard soil. We get stale. And if we think we don't, we're lying to ourselves. We all get stuck in a rut every once in a while. And we've got to stir the pot just a little bit. The fruitless fig tree. Am I a fruitful Christian? I can't get past it. What is today's date? I know, I, I'm a simple-minded person. Like I said in the service this morning, I'm not very smart. Just, just listen to this. May 21st, 2023.
go back one year, May 21st, 2022. Okay, hold on. Let's skip on that. May 21st, 2023. May 21st, 2005. I don't know your life. I don't know where you were. Uh, You fill in the blank. But I'm wondering, where are you at today? Did you used to love Jesus just a little bit more? Did you used to read your Bible just a little bit more? Or are you doing better today than you were back then? Man, back then my life was wrecked and ruined. And God saved my soul and here I am today. Praise God. Amen. But I want you, Christian, to be on guard. Because that ground is going to stiffen. It's going to harden. And you've got to be prepared. It's not something you do. I, again, I don't have the green thumb. I don't know all the details. But I do know it's something that you'll need to do every two, three years. You've got to break up that fallow ground. And you've got to put in the new, give that tree the nutrients. You've got to break it up. Break up the routine. Change it up a little bit. You've gotten stale. And eventually you'll just stop bearing fruit altogether. Altogether. Look at verse number 9. Luke 13. Luke 13 verse number 9. And if it bear fruit, well, remember, remember what he's going to do. I'm going to dig and I'm going to dung this thing. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. But, well, if it bear fruit, well. If not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. Reform or ruin? Reform or, what are you telling me? What are you saying here tonight, Brother Josh? What, if, if, I, if I remain in this stale state in which I live and I know I'm here but I'm not going to do anything about it, is God just going to strike me down? Be careful. Please, please, please be careful. But I do know it's reform or ruin. Go back, we were there a moment ago, Luke, Luke chapter 7. Let's keep reading. We, ugh, I did it again. The top of my Bible, it says Luke 7, but it's Luke 6. Luke 6, we read verse 43 and verse number 45. Verse number 46 is where we'll start. Luke chapter 6, verse number 46. Luke 6, 46. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house, could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house and upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the what? And the ruin of that house was great. The ruin of that house was great. 
I'm not mad at anyone tonight. Neither is God, who put it here in the Bible. He's not mad at you. He's trying to help you. He's trying to help us this evening. Community Baptist Temple, church family, He wants to be a blessing and a help to us tonight. But He understands that we can get stale. And every once in a while, we've got to break up the fallow ground. I want to be a part of a fruitful church. And can I say this proudly? I believe that I am. Oh, we have had testimony. If you've been to the Go Rallies on Saturday mornings, testimony after testimony after testimony of souls being saved. And now you're seeing it in the baptismal waters on Sunday mornings. We have seen the baptismal waters stirred on a continual basis. God is working here tonight. God is working through Community Baptist Temple. I believe this is a fruitful church. But we better be on guard. We become complacent. Doing just fine. Look at us running buses. I'm teaching in a Sunday school class. I'm singing in the choir. I saw that soul saved out knocking doors. Don't forget you too. You too. Me too. Well, we will have to dig and dung it every once in a while. Dig it up. Fertilize. Stir the pot a little bit. Because you will, I will, we will get stale. And we must break up that fallow ground. Have you ever heard of um, a man by the name of A.W. Tozer? I've read a few of his books. Good man, good man. He has, he has passed on. But you know, interestingly enough, did you know that he was saved by a, a street preacher in Akron, Ohio? That was pretty cool. He's buried here, right off a of Canton Road in Albrecht. I've been there, seen, seen it. I was looking all over for this big old tombstone. It's going to be some beautiful thing. No, just off in the corner there. There he is. A.W. Tozer, a great man of God. He, one day, there was someone telling a story of this man. He was in his study, and he was holding a little piece of paper. This tiny little piece of paper. And he said, you know what? Held it up to his mouth and he kissed it. He says, this is more near and dear to me than as if it were from the President of the United States himself. This is, this is amazing. This is wonderful. It was a letter. It was a letter from a man by the name of Duman. Just a little old black man from Africa. He says, you got to know about this man. It's incredible. He showed up to a Baptist church one day, and he got saved. It was incredible. And, and, when, and when I say he got saved, he got saved. It was, it was just amazing. You could see it all over his face. And as, as the service ended, he made his way to the back of the auditorium, just a little church, made his way to the back of the auditorium and spoke with the pastor for just a few moments. The pastor said, well, good to have you today. I saw that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Wonderful. Can I do anything for you? And he said, you know what, sir? Yes. Yes, actually. Would you, would you give me a church? The pastor said, what, what? He said, I need a church. 
I was saved today. He said, yes, I know you were saved today. What are you talking about? I need a church. Give me a church. I, I have experienced something just amazing, spectacular. I want to tell the whole world about this. I was lost in my sin, but today I know I'm on my way to heaven. I want to tell the whole world. And the pastor said, well, sir, <laughs> that's just, that's not exactly how it works. Okay. So why don't you just come back? Why don't you just come back to church? The man put his head down. Okay, all right. Well, three, four weeks later, this man shows back up to church. He sits in the service, has a wonderful time, a smile on his face. He makes his way to the back of the auditorium as the service concludes. The pastor caught his eye in the service. He said, I think I know who that guy, I, I remember him. And when he talked to him in the back, he says, yes, 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 yes. You are that one. Yeah, I, how you doing? How you been? I've been doing great. Wonderful, Duman said. Just absolutely wonderful. And preacher said, well, can I do anything for you? How you been? He says, yes, yes, please. If you could, would you give me a church? And the preacher said, what do you think? I got pocketfuls of them. I'm just handing churches out. No, I can't. What, what are you talking about? You, you, you were here a month ago. You're gone for three full weeks. You show back up and you ask for a church. What are you talking about? And the man said, you're right. You're right. You see, when I left three weeks ago, I left the service. I walked down the street, the old dusty trail, and... I veered off here and went into the woods and hit the stream and I followed the stream down and, and I, I came to a little cave. And, you know, I had just left church, so all I had was my Bible and the clothes I had on my back. And I stayed in that cave for 21 days and 21 nights and I had it out with God. I said, God, you saved my soul today and I want to preach the word. I want to tell the world about your love. I want to be a preacher. I want a church. Have you called me to do this or not? For 21 days and 21 nights, he remained there at that brook in that cave. He says, I didn't even go home. Here, here I am this morning in service and I'm asking you once again, Will you give me a church? And the preacher said, listen, we got a meeting. I can see right now you're not going to leave me alone. We've got a meeting on Wednesday. We do have an abandoned shack down the street. We, I, we'll see if we can work something out. And he met with, with the trustees. He met with the elders of the church. And they said, just get him out of here. He's a weirdo. He's crazy. Get him out. Give him that shack down there. Give him a few crazy people from the church. Let him have his congregation. They'll get tired of hearing him. He said he, he, he's, he has no formal education. He didn't go to Bible college. He's just off the streets. This ain't going to work. Give him the shack and send him on his way. So they did. Remember back in his study, there's Tozer. He's got that little piece of paper in his hand. He kisses it. He says, you know, I just got a letter from Duman. He's been preaching now for 15 years. He's got a congregation of over 1,200 members. 
and there's no sign of him shutting down anytime soon. You say, oh, what was the secret? The secret to his success, was it following that stream down to the cave? Praying with God for a little bit? Having it out with God, coming back, filled, anointed, called, ready to serve? He said, you know what? You know what he told me in this letter? It was November 21st when he did it for the very first time. And since God is blessed, but can I tell you, every year, every single year, November 21st, he heads on out. He finds that little cave. He leaves his family, says goodbye to the kids. He grabs his Bible and goes to that same cave 21 days and 21 nights. No one but him and God. You know what he was doing, church? He was breaking up the fallow ground. He was stirring things up and keeping it fresh. You know what I, this is what I do know. Remember, we need to dig and dung it. If you're going to do that, I'm talking physically right here, right now. You got that tree? This is what's interesting. You want to do the job right? There's certain jobs you do with a tree. You may need a ladder. But this one, this job right here, get this, church. You're going to do this job right? It's going to take you to your knees. You get down and you get dirty a little bit. It's not all that fun. It's not all that easy. But it must be done. Because if you don't do it, that ground gets hard. And it gets stale. And the fruit stops. Where are you at today? How is your fruit? Are you fruitful today? Are you fulfilling your purpose? You say, I'm not. I know that I'm not then why don't you get down here on your knees, right here, right now, and start digging and dunging. So that just sounds goofy. Yeah, I know. Hopefully goofy enough that we all remember it tomorrow and a month from now. Every single one of us will get stale. Every single one of us will fall into a rut here and there. What are you going to do about it? Look at it. And I said it a moment ago, verse number nine. And if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. Crossroads here tonight. You say, I am. Yeah. Today, compared to four years ago, not even the same person. Some of you, it's a good thing. Some here tonight, it's, a, it's not so good. Reform, we saw it, Luke chapter 6. Reform or ruin. Look, take a good look at those children sitting beside you. Reform or ruin. Church, are we a fruitful church? When God comes a calling, when He walks by, what does He see? And He came and sought fruit thereon and found 
none. I don't want that to be my testimony tonight. And it doesn't have to be yours either. But every once in a while, we got to get down and break up that fallow ground. Father, we love you. Father, we need you. I pray, Lord, that you would help us here tonight to understand the importance of this truth. Every single one of us here tonight, God, I pray that you would break through into our hard hearts. Soften our hard hearts. And that we would understand and realize our need for you every day. Not just as a Savior. And Lord, Savior, you saved us from our sins and we are grateful for that. Thank you so much for saving us. We don't have to worry about a place called hell. No. But Father, I know in my own heart I can get a bit stale at times. I pray that you would help me today to understand the need to change it up a bit, stir it up, break up that fallow ground. Oh God, help us. As a church, we want to be fruitful. As a church, we want to please you. We want to be used of you, God. Please continue to use us, we pray. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's all stand as the music begins to play.